All right, got several fishing reports coming up. I want to thank Chris Burzah, my outdoor writer buddy, you know, giving me some really good update on Calcasieu Lake. I'll get to that in a little bit. Eric Mahabarak's got your paddlers report. we got the plastic man down in Plaquemines Parish. We're also going to hear from uh, Captain Mike Gallo and get a report on the Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Biloxi Marsh area. But before we do that, I uh, want to... Uh, Mention this again. Um, I received a letter from Ducks Unlimited, and this is an unusual one. Uh, and it was signed by Kathleen Christian, who is the senior vice president of membership. And for the first time, uh, they have asked me and others who have not renewed their membership uh, why we decided not to and asked to take a moment to let them know. Obviously, this is an effort to find out what they can do to keep their membership uh, alive and well. Uh, Ducks Unlimited is basically a grassroots organization. It's become huge, and they have done an awful lot of good over the past, I guess, 50 or 60 years for waterfowl. But my response on the card that I was asked to, to return was that I'm not going to rejoin and renew my membership or contribute. And believe me, I have done over the last 35 years a lot of volunteering and donating and using resources and putting time in and and actually using my media outlets to help them. But their failure to address, much less even acknowledge, uh, what's going on in the northern part of the Mississippi Flyway, Uh, they've got to encourage studies and get the real handle on how much effect that the change in the Migratory Bird Treaty Act that allows flooding of unharvested crops it allows uh, ice eaters to keep the water from freezing. How much that has affected the altered migration? And there's no doubt about it. We do not get the waterfowl in the southern states of the Mississippi Flyway that we once did. And it is a flyway issue. And, until, and, and they just kind of whistle past the graveyard. I've had them on this show. I've talked to them in person. I told them how important it was to many people who are no longer members of Ducks Unlimited and question why they have not gotten involved. And they continue to say it's weather-related. This has very minor impact. And uh, maybe it does, but I think we need to do that. They do an awful lot of work and studies, and I think an independent study of that situation would go a long way in helping get people to sign back up. So hopefully they'll take that to heart. And if you get one, what would you answer? They've got other choices about, you know, more information for hunters, how to. uh, Can you give me some free information? uh, benefit stuff, you know, a, a shirt or a knife with my membership newel, more local events. They're asking you to pick three, but there's also a comment section where they're asking you to write it in on the line. And if you want to see one and send it in, you can download it off my website. It's this uh, week's radio photo. You'll see it there. And it says, I would like to see Ducks Unlimited blank and fill in the blank. All right, I uh, mentioned uh, Elmer's Island's open, great place to go fish saltwater. We have the reopening. It actually opened yesterday. Uh, the Pearl River Turnaround use site that's at the Bogachita National Wildlife Refuge, it's at the Pearl River Turnaround off I-59 right along the Louisiana-Mississippi border. Uh, it's a great place to fish from the bank. They stock this pond with several species of fish. Usually in the first week in June, they hold a kid's fishing rodeo. Because of the lockdown situation and concerns with the COVID-19, they're actually going to do a virtual fishing rodeo, and I'll have more details on that for you next week. But if you want to go out there, and I send an awful lot of people there, it's been closed because, not because of the COVID-19, they were doing some repairs to the boardwalk and the trail. It was damaged a couple years ago in the floods. Well, now it is reopened. There are catfish in there. There's brim. There's bass. There's white perch. It's a good place to take kids. It's safe. 
There's a lot of bank area to spread out there and, and get some freshwater fishing in. Again, it's the Pearl River Turnaround on Ogachita National Wildlife Refuge, and it's absolutely free. There's no charge to get in there. All right, wild turkeys. Uh, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on, but the turkey validations are in, and this season there was an improvement over last year. Almost 15% more turkeys were harvested, and I don't think you'll be surprised when I tell you why I think that occurred. All right, we'll be back with Captain Mike Gallo. Get his fishing report for you, brought to you by CETO, right after this time out, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And to the texter uh, about the question for Daryl. Sorry, I did not get it in time to ask him, but I will check with him a little bit later and maybe put that up on the, the website or a message page. Uh, also, we're going to talk about wild turkey uh, validation tags coming in, but right now we're going to talk fishing with Captain Mike Gallo. His reports are brought to you by CETO. You can get peace of mind <clears throat> and a lot of other benefits for $179 a year, like fuel drop-offs, tow-ins 24-7, Jump starts for electrical problem. Whatever your problem is, they will get you back to the dock safe and sound. They're like AAA on the water. Call Captain Chris. You can reach him at 504-301-4545 or simply sign up online by going to CTO.com. Captain Mike Gallo joins us. And, Mike, I just want to let you and the listeners know that um, the feature running on Bayou Wild TV this week is the one we did with our old buddy Dutch Prager. And uh, it was a great trip and uh, a really good feature. And I know Dutch is listening this morning, and I want to send a shout-out to him and thank him for the letter he sent me and also those comparisons of what the Biloxi Marsh used to be and what it is now. And you, I, I know, just like me, you really enjoy talking to Dutch about the old days who kind of brings in the vision for us, things that we were not around to see that he witnessed. Yeah, you're right, Don. I think I got the same letter, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, he's a joy to fish with, that's for sure. He is definitely a trooper. Mike, what you got planned today? Where are you headed? I tell you, Don, I have a very special trip. I look forward to this trip every year. I have four guys I went to high school and college with. They showed up last night at the lodge, and we grilled some steaks and some cold beverages and I'm sure there was some lying going on, talking about fishing and football and, you know, all of that kind of stuff we did when we were younger. But we were going to we're gonna cross Lake Bourne and head into the Biloxi Marsh. And, of course, there's a bet going on with the biggest and most and the first and all of that. Uh, so it's a fun time. We look forward to it. My cheeks will be hurting by the end of the day from laughing so much. Well, I'm sure as a charter captain, you get to witness a lot of people having just those kind of reunion trips, getting together, and it's really even better when it's your own friends with you. <clears throat> Mike, how's the weather looking for crossing Lake Bourne right now? Are you going to be able to shoot across, or are you going to have to take some of the, the, the backwards, backwaters? Well, I went across uh, Lake Pontchartrain. I'm in Wrigley's Pass now. I'm probably a half a mile from the LNN Bridge, and uh, the buoys tell me there's 10-mile-an-hour winds out of the southeast at about 160 degrees. So 10-mile-an-hour winds shouldn't be a problem. We'll be able to cut across. Shouldn't be an issue at all. Once we get to the marsh, of course, we'll have protected water. Um, I'm sure there's some folks out looking for speckled trout. It seems that, uh, like Robbie Campos said, the speckled trout production has started to drop off. Um, our new normal for some of the captains that work with me has dropped down from 30 to 40 fish a trip down to 15 to 20 fish a trip. 
So uh, if you're in the Lake Bourne area, you just got to, when you find some and you don't want to go any further, you just got to grind them out. They're there. A lot of times when other boats leave the structure you're fishing, it might pick up for you because those boats moved on and they got a little quieter. Um, so they're there, but there are fewer of them. They're probably heading east and looking for saltier water to spawn. Exactly. So are you armed with some uh, live shrimp, or are you guys going strictly plastic today for the reds? We're going to do some plastic and some dead shrimp under a cork. Them four horsemen corks will really call those red fish out of the grass. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm not looking forward to cleaning a bunch up, but I'm sure we'll have quite a few when we come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, can you offer any advice to people that just, you know, won't give up on those bridges across Pontchartrain? Any good reports at all coming from there? There's still some fish in Lake Pontchartrain. It's more the sheephead, black drum. We're seeing more flounder mm. than we have in the last couple of years. You catch redfish in the lake as well. I haven't seen too many trout come from the lake, but there's still those the usual suspects under the bridge and i've already caught some hardhead catfish in the local area so they're going to be moving in as well you'll have to deal with the you know the skin creatures that that we don't want the undesirables well mike if somebody wants to uh, get a hold of you you got the new expanded spots and dots lake house lodge for you know even bigger groups to stay uh, they can find you on my website and aaofla.com. If they want to give you a call, give them that uh, that business line where they can reach you. Very simple, Don. They can reach me at 985-781-7811. And, Mike, before you go, uh, I'm going to be asking a lot of the captains, what is your biggest pet peeve about bad etiquette on the water from other boaters? If you can tell them one thing that really gets to you, what would it be? Well, it's obviously when someone pulls in too close, makes a lot of noise, and ruins the fishing for everybody. Um, two cast links. I heard you talking earlier. Two cast links where you should be able to get in on the action, but not stop the action for everybody. Use your trolling motor to yeah, move if in. You... Or, or mm -hmm. on busy days, go to the marsh where you don't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you one cast away, they might be able to hit you with a big sinker. So that's just a two cast rule. Yeah, right. Mike, y'all try to have fun, my friend. No, sir. Y'all have sure fun. We'll see die. you next week, buddy. Thank Tell you, them buddy. hello. All right, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. All right, uh, we got an earlier report from Captain Eric, a uh, paddling reporter, that uh, somebody lost a blue and white kayak as they were crossing the Luling Bridge, headed south. Hope they went back and got it. Let's find out where they're taking it to get fish. We do that with Captain Eric coming up next right after this timeout. And our Stroker's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You'll find them in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge, with some of the best kayak fishing models like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Check them out on the web, MasseyOutfitters.com. They also have a Facebook page. Captain Eric Mohabarak, Louisiana Kayak Fishing Charters, joins us now. Eric, what's the story on that blue and white kayak dumped out of the truck on the Luling Bridge. What's the story on that? Uh, I, I don't know. One of the salty chicks was going uh, across the bridge. I guess she's headed to Grand Isle or somewhere. 
and I seen that she posted it up on Facebook about an hour ago that uh, somebody had lost a kayak off the back of the truck, top of the car, something, a blue and white kayak. It was on the southbound side of the Luling Bridge. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to know if somebody lost. Well, if I owned it, I'd like it. <laughs> blew off the thing. Um, yeah, check in the back in, of the uh, truck. <laughs> yeah, most probably tied in properly. More than likely fell off of a trailer. Um, that's how it happens yeah, a lot. Um, strapped down improperly. Uh, a lot of people use ratchet straps for that, and that's really bad on the kayaks, but I also find that they don't hold very well, uh, you know, when they're bouncing around and stuff, those ratchet straps. Better to use a cinch strap. But uh, hopefully it gets yeah. out to the person who lost it and they get it back. It'd be a wonderful thing. That's a good tip on tying them down. I understand you got a, a, a good report from the trestles in Lake Pontchartrain. Mike kind of told us the same thing, a lot of bottom-feeding fish being caught there. What would you hear? Yes, sir. Uh, they uh, caught uh, uh, limits of uh, redfish and limits of drumfish. And uh, fish in the bottom uh, with a 3-8-ounce jig head with a uh, Berkeley golf new penny, chartreuse tail. Very simple fishing. The main thing is you got to make sure that, that that lure gets to the bottom and you think it seems that the incoming tide was a better a better fish because the tide did turn around when we were out there. And, um, you know, picking up a few sheephead, that's on artificial, you know, I mean, you pick one up here and there. But uh, they got some nice fish out there. Uh, Tykes is closed. You do have to launch off of a car, car drive off that little beach there. It's about a three-and-a-half-minute right. paddle, not too far. Uh, but it's good fishing, and um, you know, just be careful. Pick your days. You know, it's like Pontchartrain. We always say that. You know, with the wind and everything, especially in the kayaks. But uh, it's it's definitely worth a trip, especially with folks and slide out right there. Real easy trip for them to make. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, moving down to uh, Grand Terre. Got a good report there. Yeah, now this is another one. You know, you got to cross Barataria Pass from Sand Dollar Marina right there. Um, so you got to pick mm-hmm. your days on that. But um, you want to get an early start with this. Uh, they've been they've been taking the kayaks over there and wade fishing them. You know, pulling the kayaks up on the beach and starting wade fishing the uh, speckled trout. And they've been doing really well uh, using double rigs. Uh, these these people I know who went use uh, dark on the bottom like avocado. You know, the, the matrix or or H&H, uh, with a light-colored one such as a uh, uh, Creole tomato up on top, double-rigging it, and just starting out there and bouncing them in. And uh, they even had a straight reel in with them one day. And uh, they've been catching some beautiful fish. Nothing crazy giant, you know, but you, you good two-pound fish, uh, surf fish, you know, I'd say, which doesn't mean you can't catch a big one while you're out there on the beach because the big girls are around, you know. Um, but they've been doing very, very well. So it is worth a trip to go go down there and make a trip to see what's going on, you know. All right, so let me get and, that uh, straight. Now, this is a tandem rig. you got two baits on it. The one on the bottom, mm-hmm. the lower one, was going to be the dark, and the lighter bait you put on the top, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, that's the way, that's the way that's I've done good. it. That's the way my friends have done it, and it seems to be working that way. I, I don't know. It's something about it. It works that way. That's all we know. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of those strange things. All right, the Alabama yeah. coast, you got a, a good opportunity going on right now. Let's talk about that. Yeah, well, they shut down the, the pier in Gulf Shores, and right now there seems to be a bunch of big speckled trout. And I do mean big. Uh, a couple of 29 inches have been cut, caught around there. And with the pier being closed, you can actually get close to it because you're not supposed to fish close to the pier when it's open in a kayak or the <laughs> The people on the pier will let you know about that. Cobia jigs. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's some of that uh, uh, 
etiquette we're talking about. You, you know, they just don't want you because the poor people on the pier, they're limited on where they can cash. You go where you want in a kayak. Understandable. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the best bait, the, the, that's what's working, and they've tr- thrown everything at them, trust me, uh, is the live shrimp free lined. Just a small hook and, and the fluorocarbon leader or, or a monofilament line and just drift it out under that pier, and those trout will come out and grab that live shrimp. And what it is, it's the same thing that's going on in Alabama. is here the trout are spawning, and the bigger fish are up on the beaches, you know. And the, and the, the smaller fish you're going to catch are going to most, mostly be males. And those are 20-inch fish. It's still not bad fish, you know. Um, I can't recall a limit that's offhand a over there. It's a little different, you know. But there are some monsters. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, you got the quality for the quantity. All right, Highway 23, yeah. you've been wearing that place out on the redfish. How long is that going to go on? <laughs> I Hopefully it goes on for the next two weeks because I'm a little busy. To, got a couple days left open, <laughs> but uh, we should we, – we're praying that the weather works, everything, but the fish have been, been real good. Uh, the redfishing, the water's been clear and where I've been going. And I can't complain at all. Uh, you know, the, the, it's it's fairly simple. You just got to dedicate your time to it. You know, uh, I know a lot of people get frustrated at times, and and you ju- you just got to push through it. You know, just keep going until you find the feeding fish. You know, uh, and that's it's one thing. A good pair of, uh, of glasses will work too. You know, the polarized glasses will help you a lot. But uh, and the main thing is don't don't get frustrated. Stay patient. And keep pushing through the marsh, and, and you'll run across them. It's, it's not, it's not that difficult. You can do it. It just takes time, you know. And you'll see them. And you know, give me a good, give me a good put-in spot. What's a good put-in spot oh, right man. now for um, kayaks down there? Well, well, lately I've been running the yellow cotton and uh, fishing in ponds off to the uh, to the left there. Uh, you come out of the yellow cotton thing, and you go back, and you come back towards the levee, and that's really good. Also, uh, Tidewater Road's starting to produce. The river's dropping, so, you know, the water's cleaning mm-hmm. up. Uh, plus, I, I think the river, when it comes in, it pushes all this nutrients and the shrimp and the fish and, and the bait fish and everything come in to, to feed and, and spawn and whatever, whatever they do. And, and I think it, it's just it's just beautiful when you, when you see that, and the fish are aggressive and they're feeding. And uh, it's really nice, you know, once that river starts going down and the, and the, and the water clears up like it is, you know. Um, it's good to find some grass ponds, too. That, that seems to be the key lately is uh, wherever there's a lot of grass, there's going to be a lot of redfish. Eric, a lot of people think about getting into kayaking. One good way to do it is to go with a professional guide, learn the ropes of it, see if you enjoy it, and you're one of the few people that do that. Uh, We have you on my website if people want to find you there. How else can they get in touch with you with Louisiana Kayak Fishing? Well, they can look me up on Facebook or Instagram. That's the Louisiana Kayak Company. Or they can just uh, call me, you know, on the old phone, 504-313-8292. All righty, Eric. Thank you so much, my friend. We always appreciate your reports. Have a good one. All right, Don. Have a great weekend. All right. We'll see you later. All righty. Captain Eric Mohabarak with our Paddler's Report. Coming back after this, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we got somebody every week. This time we got four of them, bad boys of the outdoors. Their story is up next. All right, a word about turkey season that just recently closed. Uh, according to the validations, the way this works, everybody gets turkey tags each turkey Killed has to have a tag on it to be legal. 
Thus, in theory, you get 100% accuracy on the kill if people do abide by the tags. This tag reporting, which just ended, reported the most birds since 2011. 2,117 turkeys were taken, at least validated, which would be a 14.8% improvement over last year. Uh, According to the state's turkey study leader with the entire state under a stay-at-home order, during the time frame, reports indicated increased hunting pressures in some areas, which I've got to agree with. So whether the current management program is working or we had additional effort, hunting efforts, uh, it's hard to gauge. With the fishing, we saw the license sale, but with turkey hunting sales, just because you have a license uh, doesn't give you an idea whether you got more or less hunting pressure. Because those people, if they've got more time than have the license, they're going to go a lot of times and without some kind of way to survey them and, and have them fill out some kind of paperwork to, to validate how many times they went. You really don't know. It's not official. It's anecdotal as far as whether moving the turkey season back to eliminate hunters being there when prime gobbling takes place is working to bring the population back. We really don't know that. I got a text come in, a suggestion saying we need to make new laws, no jakes, which is juvenile toms, no calling after March 1st till the season opens. That's unique. I haven't heard that before. Uh, Hunting management areas in Louisiana has really gotten hard. Yes, it has. It's gotten so hard to the point where people are giving up. Uh, Turkeys in Louisiana, like ducks, it needs a lot of work. It needs better management, more people participating and they can use the help of a lot of volunteers like some of the other states are doing. And they need a measuring stick. From what I can see, uh, there's no measuring stick to tell us that will indicate when the turkey population is back. If you move the season to when it's harder to kill them and you see the numbers not go up tremendously, how do you know if you've really increased the population? A lot needs to be done. Hopefully a turkey task force will be formed to save Louisiana turkey hunting. All right, right after this quick 10-second station identification pause, we got four bad boys. Their story's next, right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents arrested four Thibodeau men on May 14th, which was just prior to the start of National Safe Boating Week, for involvement in an alleged hit-and-run boating incident in Lafouche Parish when they were notified about a two-boat collision in Bayou Chevreul in Lafouche Parish about 7 p.m. The collision involved two 20-foot aluminum boats with three people in one vessel and Trent Becknell and a passenger in another boat. After the collision, Trent Becknell fled the scene. The unidentified three people in the other boat and the passenger in Becknell's boat all required medical aid and were transported to hospitals. During the investigation, the agents found that Trent Becknell avoided law enforcement that night with a little help from his friends. Three-year-old, 56-year-old Lucas Becknell, 53-year-old Patrick J. Morvant, and 47-year-old Keith Morvant, who were arrested for accessory after the fact of felony hit and run and face fines of up to $500 and five years in jail. While for felony hit and run, failing to comply with boating education requirements, which probably would have been helpful, careless operation of a watercraft, negligent injury, not having boat numbers, and failure to display valid decal certificate, if convicted, facing total criminal fines of up to $5,000, 
$950 and up to 10 years in jail is 29-year-old Trent Becknell of Thibodeau, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Anybody want to garner a guess why he bailed out instead of staying there to face the music and the accident? Hmm. Now let your imagination get that one. All right, coming back after this, Ryan Lambert joins it. We call him the plastic man because he loves to throw those plastic at those fish. And guess what? A lot of times they bite it, more times than not. We'll find out what he's up to down in Plaquemines Parish after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the plastic man is uh, Ryan Lambert, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures down in Plaquemines Parish. And uh, Captain Ryan, the Mississippi River's dropping. Uh, what's what's going on down there in the fishing world? Something that me and you love that we hadn't seen in a long time, and that's a big old giant glass minnow spawn, my boy. And they are blowing up everywhere. Ooh, oh, no. Oh, come, look, I got the Come on. Phones. East side? <laughs> What's that? Is that on the yeah, east side? Yeah, is that on the east side? Yeah. Yeah. And look, Pretty I much got to be. Yeah. And look, it's all the way to the, to the rocks over there by Hopedale. You know, by the, the mystical rocks. I, I see somebody said, they got uh-huh. all these. Clear, clear minnows I'm catching on my hook. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, they got red blowing yeah. up in them like crazy right here. Some nice reds, too. I'm going, I'm oh, island That, back that is wild that when that happens. <sighs> Look, the trout Why here do you think and, that and hasn't occurred water. regularly? I don't know, buddy, yeah. but it's been a while. Well, but, when those minnows uh, spawn, yeah. Uh, I mean, you catch the, the Everything eggs on your Birds, hook. fish. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know it's and so the birds are there on the boat around. It's crazy. They got boats everywhere over here, and I don't see oh, a boat. Man. I don't know how they can pass that up. But you know, I kind of <laughs> look for little signs like like the birds, and you know, do my thing. And yeah. and they here. I mean, I can see the reds just blowing up in them. So I'm just kind of getting yeah. jockeying for position yeah. again to set up right. <sighs> and the trout. You know, those things have got to spawn every year. Why is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I was not sure why you why is. you don't see it every year. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's well, been a it's a bonanza when you find it. One. Yeah, it's been a, a little bit since yeah. I've seen a good spawn like this, but this is a really good one, and uh, there's there's tons of them in there. All all of Breton Sound is like that because if they're over by the by the mystical rocks and all the way over here, I would imagine they're everywhere. But the fish are in them, I can tell you that, because uh, one of my boys caught 75 trout in them in, in the river water. So they don't care if it's what kind of water. They, you know, mm-hmm. they're going for the bait no matter what. Go right there, Swayze. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. a lot of people A lot of people are going to be asking, how do you recognize those those glass minnows when they're spawning? Set the oh, stage and oh, kind of give us a visual, because well, <laughs> don't miss him. Don't, don't miss him. <laughs> they're blowing up. Oh, my gosh. So, so I like. You know, you'll see them scattering. You know, they're they're, they're clear, kind of whitish with a line through them. You know, it's just glass minnows, and, and you'll see them shower in the water. And when you when, when you're going out, you look for birds on the bank. Those birds do what they're doing. They're better fishermen than us. So when you see the birds on the bank, that's a telltale yeah, sign that they're there. And when you pull up there, like on this point I'm on, I mean the reds are just just blowing up on them. But again, there's so much bait that they're hard to catch because they have so much. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a white crankbait in them. I'm gonna uh, take a uh, uh, suspended lure and, and uh, I tied on a a little mirror lure just now. I hadn't cast it yet. Kind of scared too because I might lose it. <laughs> but uh, 
they're there. I mean, and the trout will be there too. The birds will be working them. You'll see seagulls working them. I mean, it's it's like what you see on TV sometimes with the free for all going on. But uh, it's nice when it happens, and we're gonna we're gonna hammer down on it. Yeah, we we've actually shown that. We've actually shown that on TV on occasion, but boy, it's it's rare to find it. How long do you think that's going to last? This is the time of the year it happens, but it doesn't seem like it's got a a long running time. Normally, it happens in April. Now this will go on probably to the full moon, and then they'll be done. But like next week, you'll throw down there, and you'll come back, and you'll have eggs all over your hooks, little strings of eggs that they laid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's wild, but it, yeah. it'll probably go on to the full moon now. So, you know, it's usually April. This is late for us, but I'll take it. You know, it's a, it's a good thing when it happens. It's a phenomenon that people need to be yes, cognizant of. You know, you need to watch these kind of things, and people really, they don't know about them, but we'll, we'll teach them about it today. <laughs> Boy, they're showering the water, then we go, go risk it. <laughs> you got him? All right, fish on, just like that. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Just put it on a bait. Great. Try to match the hatch. Get your a white bait, a clear bait with a line through it. You know, try to match the hatch, and, and you'll get them because there's so much bait already that, oh, we come off. Wow, what a bummer. So um, there's so much bait that, they, they you know, you got to put something down there that, that's like what they're eating because they're not going to go away from what they're eating to grab your bait right now. There's just way too much. Yeah. So uh, other than that, Hello, can, I'm going to try to see if we can put together – we're going to try to put together a trip. Maybe we can find some time to get down there and take advantage of that and show that on camera. That's a beautiful sight. Okay, just give me a call. I think it's going to be. It. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, well, I'm free. You know, uh, the boys, we're starting to book back up again. Thank God. You know, it's uh, the lodge is open and, yeah, you know, everything right. is nice and clean for everybody. So we'll do our best to make it right. But, uh, yeah, give me a call and uh, we'll come down there and whack some. Sounds good. Captain Ryan, I'm going to give them the information to contact you. You go back, get your net, and get some of them fish in the boat, my friend. All right, my buddy. Appreciate you. Talk to you later. Yeah, you can sense the excitement in Ryan's voice. If you want to call him, it's call him on his cell. He answers his cell, 504-559-5111. Or if you want to go to the website, he's got a really nice website, CajunFishingAdventures.com. Shows the lodging, the swimming pool, the food, everything he's got down there. It's a true paradise in Sportsman's Paradise. All right, coming back after this, uh, wow, it's time to wrap up. We'll do that right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, I want to thank Chris Berza, my outdoor writer buddy, for sending me a good update on what's going on at Calcasieu Lake. He said those 10 to 15-mile-an-hour southeast winds might be a little bit problemsome, problematic, but if they, if you can get to them, uh, there's people throwing live croakers, big topwater baits, and suspended plugs for some really good trout. He saw one around 7 pounds yesterday. They've been catching some 6s and 7s and even some 8s. I uh, might even see better trout come out, but uh, got some days of rain and thunderstorms coming. Get the right weather, increased salinity levels, uh, really going to be good. I'm glad to hear that report, Chris, because cameraman Chris and I are heading out uh, Monday. We're going to be fishing Tuesday down at Hackberry Rod and Gun with our buddy Captain Kirk. Hopefully we'll bring you some of that big uh, 
Southwest Louisiana Speckle Trout Action to a, a Bayou Wild TV show near you. All right, text messages coming in. This one says, Don, I am not at all surprised about the number of licenses sold. I wonder how many new boats were sold in that time period. You know, I'll have to check into that. I do know that the repairs are through the roof because there were people who hadn't had their boats out in a long time, and because of lack of other things that were allowed or can do, uh, fishing was on their mind, and they brought their boats in to get them in tip-top shape before they took them out. All right, here's a comment about our bad boy Trent Becknell. Probably had warrants, LOL as the reason he thinks he bailed out when he was in the boat collision. Well, could have been that, and or perhaps he had a few too many uh, liquid libations, and maybe he didn't want to have to blow into a, a test bottle or balloon until he sobered up, maybe. That's a possibility. I don't have any information about that. I'm just thinking why, when everyone else is injured and they stay there to accept the report, when the authorities get there, do you bail out and run? Could be a reason. All right, let's see. Um, what else we got to talk about? Oh, okay. I want to remind you um, about, well, first of all, I want to give you the results of what happened with our Louisiana Fish Fry sponsored uh, Let's Sing Louisiana, where our Bayou Wild crew, family, and friends helped them sing. Uh, they raised 140,000 meals. Thanks to you, those of you who recorded yourself singing a Louisiana State song, You Are My Sunshine. If you missed all of that, go on our website or watch by you Wild program. Uh, we put together a little uh, package of uh, condensed some of the people that participated in that. Thank you very much for your help. Then when you add in the thousands of meals provided by Louisiana's outdoorsmen through Hunters for the Hungry, there were another 252,000 meals. And it's broken down by section of the state. And between what Louisiana Fish Fry did and Hunters for the Hungry, we're talking 392,000 meals were donated. And if you want to participate, now the Fish Fry effort is ended, but the Hunters for the Hungry goes on year-round, and they are collecting fish. It's not just hunters. It's also fishermen for the hungry. If you've got some fish, uh, check out Hunters for the Hungry. Uh, you can make arrangements to drop it off at one of their food banks, and I'm sure they have collection sites at some of the marinas, particularly during the fishing rodeo season. As things start to get back to some type of normalcy, uh, I want to encourage you to participate at some of the restaurants. That's probably the businesses that have taken the, the most brunt of this whole lockdown situation. They have been allowed to reopen, but with some Pretty strict restrictions. Uh, I can't wait to get back to Morton Seafood where we tape our Bayou Wild TV program. They are open regular days now, Thursday through um, through Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, 11 to 9, including Memorial Day. Uh, they do have limited seating inside. That's according to the lockdown. But they also have plenty of outdoor dining, which is allowed. And, of course, they've got their takeout. So that's Morton Seafood Restaurant on the banks of the Chifuncta. In Madisonville, over in Laplace, they also have uh, takeout and limited seating at Frenier Landing Restaurant there. A couple of our very good sponsors who make this program and Bayou Wild TV possible. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, I am headed out to perform a wedding ceremony this afternoon, joining a very nice couple who, by the way, are hunters themselves and their families. And uh, we'll Take care of that, and then uh, I'll be fishing down in uh, Hackberry over in Lake Charles this weekend. We'll get some of that on TV, and i got to get down there and fish with Ryan Lambert. You might want to give him a call and see if you can book a trip. When those glass minnows are spawning, 
It is a sight to behold. Just these little minnows showering everywhere as the fish are just nailing them. And then the birds are there picking up the fish. Oh, it just it, it, it gets me excited just talking about it. All right, if you are hoping to tune in to our More Outdoors program, 7 to 9, on our live stream at radio.com, uh, don't do it. We are not up yet. We still need to get uh, the flagship station to have a board operator available. Hopefully that will be sooner than later. So until then, we got to jam everything we can. We try our best in these two hours, 5 to 7. Thank you for all of those of you who texted. If we didn't get to your text, please don't take it personal. There's so many of them come in. We just simply don't have time for all of them. But we certainly appreciate you texting us, communicating with us during the show, and especially for listening. Enjoy this Memorial Day, and remember, keep those in memory, those who made the ultimate sacrifice so we can do what we enjoy. See you next week.